Can I just beat uh, Warrior EX3 real quick? I started it yes. while I was on the toilet. <laughs> I don't know what that is, so I, but I say yes. Please, please continue. It's not only <laughs> only if we keep this in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Need to get that awakening and that uh, that stone. You do also have all week. I know, uh, but and and two more after yeah, he that. He just died right there. So, and it's gone. I've got a through EX3 on both of them today. so That's as far as you need to go. Yeah, I mean, it gets you Awakening and all the other stuff if you don't want to actually try for the, um, the uh, what is it, the Advanced yeah. Warrior Emblem or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to do the, the last <laughs> level 5 EX, then you can't get the thing anyway, so yeah. don't bother doing anything else. Anybody else joining me? I'm, I'm having a Manhattan. Ooh, lovely. Uh, I'm having a do. Okay, cheers. That's I'm drinking that's good enough. It's, this is this is water. I'm cheersing through the through the internet here. See if I'm I saw uh, the back of your head, I would know how hydrated you were now. So uh, <laughs> this is a big cup. This is this is sizable. I'm extremely hydrated. Big gulps, huh? Well, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> this guy Man. gets it. Mm-hmm. I got you a new office a... chair. Oh, nice. It's nice. I actually, it's not new. It's new to me. It doesn't have the head part? Oh, no, no head part. That way I can stretch my neck. I think the head parts are dumb. I'm with you on that. I don't, oh. I don't want the head part. So this is a... Uh, <clears throat> what's the what's the company? Harmon? What's the... Sounds make, familiar. Herm- yeah, Herman Herman Miller. Herman Miller, yeah. Herman Miller. Uh, hand me down. It's new to me. But uh, the wife's <laughs> office is now at the office, so her home office equipment is now mine. <laughs> oh, so she's she's at a new office. There's uh my friend Scott, who I think you guys have met at one mm-hmm. point or another. Um, he got one of the secret lab chairs, which are ridiculously priced, but it, it's like I said, it's comfortable as hell. I'm like, damn it. It's yeah. stylish and comfortable, but have, it's also, you know, five hundred dollars that I can't drop on a chair. I know he, JJ stands, were, so it's not as equivalent, yeah. but I feel the difference between this chair and the office depot chair that I was sitting in that looked the same. Yeah. yeah, Ken, they look, uh, the five hundred dollars is not expensive in the realm of office chairs. I know that's like sad. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I, those chairs go into the thousands. Yeah. yeah. Herman Miller's like a six hundred dollar chair for the Aero chair. Like, I get that. It's just also it's it's on my budget. It's not. It's not oh, a yeah, comment look, on the product. It's a comment on a, the budget. Both of those both of those things are are consistent topics on this podcast, as you know, which is yeah, which is. Do things that you can afford, but do the right things you can afford, right? Like, don't just buy cheap things because they're cheap. Like, actually, the the hottest tip on those office chairs is find uh, sales from companies going out of business or, like, auctions of, like, large lots of things from companies going out of business. You can typically get those chairs for a song. Like, yeah. you show up with 20 bucks and they'll just be like, you want a chair? Just take one of these chairs. Like, there's 50. <laughs> like, we don't want these. Yeah, because it's better for corporate America to spend billions on a chair and then when they when things close down they're like uh let's just clear it out it was just a better cost effect it's like you could put that money towards anything else but of course yeah. they didn't are we talking talking at all about tears the kingdom or jedi survivor jedi survivor or are we saving jedi for survivor for carbon scoring 
we'll change. We'll save it. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, Willow's going to take a I'll, while. I'll probably also end up playing Jedi Survivor at some point, but I, yeah, who knows? Also, I think none of us have played either of those games. So, not no. yet. Yeah. Have you played either of those games, Ken? Yeah, I played both. I got fairly deep into Jedi Survivor. I believe I'm about 80% of the way through the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh got to a certain point where it's very vexing and i'm like okay all right then i gave it a little bit of pause and then i got an early uh christmas birthday present for uh tears of the kingdom and i'm like well let's play this feels mm. like good timing it is i mean it's it's i mean i'm happy that it landed when it did because it's like oh cool easy in but it's just like it's very much like an ADHD nightmare to a certain degree because it's like, oh, well, did you need, did you collect all your stuff to get a new heart or did you want to go to get the armor or did you want to go to get the shield or did you want to go like, just like, did, ah. you, did you dupe all your items before they patched out the duplication glitches? I didn't, I did dupe a bunch of diamonds. I like, I had one diamond and I just, I did dupe it so that I had a bunch of rupees. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm cheat coding this. So I'm totally fine with that. Um, I was a little bummed I didn't do more, but it I got enough that I I felt comfortable to have enough rupees to start. So I don't feel like I'm constantly like, well, I can't I I did the grind. I mean, it's probably it's I mean, if we're recording or not, I don't know. I always um, hit the button. So we're yeah. Hey, oh welcome, welcome. We were gamers. There's Ken. He's welcome talking we about the Ken. <laughs> yeah, it's because it is such a sequel. I feel a little bit annoyed that I'm like, I'm starting. I'm like, no, no, I've already been playing this game. I you took away all my stuff. Oh. It is it, I like it's that kind of vibe for me. How long like, ago like, did you play Breath of the Wild? Like back when it came out, or have you played it since? Like I played it since. Time? I played it. Okay. A, played it a bunch. Um, and then I got like I did all the shrines. I did all the the divine beasts. And then I didn't. And then I didn't defeat Ganon. I just kind of went about the world doing random stuff. And then I came back to it like months later. And like, all right, well, I guess I go defeat Ganon now. And I I did like all of the side quests and then i finally took out ganon and that was and fun was had and the kingdom was saved it sounds and like then, tears doesn't have that vibe i it, it actually i mean it very much has the same vibe but because i'm coming to it as a sequel i'm like no no i'm still in my head i'm still link who just saved hyrule and that's like because the you know the game mechanics they strip you of all your hearts and they strip you of all your stuff and you're like go back out of the world that's been torn asunder it's like but I just saved everybody. But see, <laughs> according to the extremely convoluted timeline, somehow this one takes place before the third other one, and then the one where they go back in time, and then there's the split where he does or doesn't do the thing, and so therefore it makes sense that you don't have anything. Which, which version of Hyrule Historia are you? Hashtag Hashtag Lore. I mean, I, I get, Hyrule I Historia V three says that's the thing is like, and they do kind of touch on the idea like, oh, this is like supposedly the first in the timeline area but but it's fine I, i'm just just talking about from one to one to two you know this so is I, this i know that there are other timelines but follow-up question discussion What's this up? this is a problem in other games and one that actually not a lot of people seem to discuss or maybe they do and i just don't listen enough to the internet but you're playing another game that we just touched on welcome we were gamers 360 there's ken he's talking about uh tears of the kingdom michael's here jj's here Hey everybody. We just started, yeah. so we just started. That's okay. Yeah. I think it's three hundred fifty nine. Um you also were saying you're playing Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. That's a sequel. That is a and sequel, yeah. It's a game where the previous game you went through the whole game and you unlocked a lot of things. 
did they do the same thing to you there? I don't think that's a spoiler to discuss the mechanic of does the game make you start over? It does not. And that's kind of the thing that I it essentially you'll get new some new mechanic things like I mean, it's again, it's within the first intro of the game. You get a grappling hook because before, if you remember, you had like, oh, you use your Jedi force pull to pull a rope to you or, you know, push a platform out of the way. Now you get a grappling hook so that you can hook onto stuff and kind of get to certain areas. And they didn't take away any powers. They maybe uh, let you boost up powers as you get more force I mean, skills okay. and Here, stuff. Here's the one that matters, right? Can you yeah. double jump with or do you have yeah. to unlock double jumping? No, you can still double jump. Okay, see, that is the important thing. If they had let you have the double jump in Zelda, really, you wouldn't I, feel this way. Well, Michael, Michael, yeah. hold on. Michael, did did Horizon do this? You played both Horizons, right? No, just the first one. Oh, okay. Dang it. I'm only curious because... On, only the one that's out on PC. I'm Release curious the because... new one on PC, Sony, you cowards. <laughs> It's an interesting choice in design that Nintendo has made here and one that I saw across my path on the internet, which was, why is all my stuff gone? And and to hear Ken out of the gate say, why is all my stuff gone? Like, this doesn't make sense. And to have other recent games in the Souls genre and in the adventure genre, for, Forbidden West isn't a Souls, but it's, it you know, they're all starting to take notes from each other. And for newer ones to say... Okay, you know what? <laughs> this game takes place ten years later. It's not like all of a sudden Cal Kestis is going to forget how to force push like he did because he was a Padawan and never used the power, right? So, yeah, um, right. interesting choice, I will, Nintendo. I will note that there is a story reason that they give you to do it, which is like at least there's that. But it does feel like I've it's already like I don't, right. It's it's. Yeah, but I mean, I get that it's for stories, so, and it's to be like, oh well, you got to start, you got to restart the game, and I'm like, it's I not, get though. it, but it's it's mechanical, yeah. right? Because yeah. Jedi Survivor, yeah. the game is now built around you have all the powers. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom is the mechanics from Breath of the Wild, and so so they don't have to make a whole new game. Well, I mean, they mm. added in Minecraft. <laughs> it's that's really how it feels. Because it, it's like I'm back in the kingdom and there are I mean, and most of the stuff I'm gonna, I'll discuss is pretty like in the trailers is like there's different like elevations because so you can go up in the sky and stuff. But there's like it just there's an added part of like, oh, well, you can craft things now. And like, but craft in the way of like you can put together things and like now you have a vehicle thing. And I'm like, it just feels like Minecraft. And I'm like, I didn't necessarily want Minecraft in my Zelda. I was I'm. And I, it's kind of like when you deal with the like, oh, well, now you use a Batmobile in this part of Arkham City. It's like, I don't want to. I just want to be Batman and go Batman. <laughs> Honestly, that Batmobile ruined that game. Like, yeah. Putting the Batmobile in that game made it bad, actively. It, like, the, if, if they had just made Arkham City 2 and just did, you know, new locations somehow, despite it all still being Gotham City, but just, like, made you do the same stuff again, like, it would have been great. But yeah. that Batmobile stuff was was actively bad. So I, I yeah, yeah. I, I can I can feel that it's not as bad as that, but it's definitely that same kind of feel at times where I'm like, I, I just I just want to do the thing. And it took forever for, for me to get to get my horses. And I'm like, it's oh, which is one cool. Uh, no, sorry if it's spoilers. It's one cool carryover. If you have the same save, you can bring over your horses. I heard about that this week. Yeah, that's that is a nice touch at least. But saves yeah. sequel saves are a thing that should happen. Like it shouldn't be a spoiler Absolutely. to say like, 
hey, look, it's a sequel. Like, there's no reason a game shouldn't be carrying over. Even if nothing story-wise is going to carry over, it can read data that's like, oh, well, you know, you set up all your car colors in the last GTA, and guess what? The favorite car colors automatically are the car colors you set up last time. Like, that, even that minor of a thing is something that a developer could do easily these days in reading save files that even if they don't want to give you, like I know they're doing another round of those um, Forza games, right? JJ where uh, I'm sure yeah, where it's like, okay, well I already pre-tuned a hundred cars in the previous Forza game. Fine. I have to rebuy them because this one's not in Mexico. It's in uh, Kuala Lumpur whatever but let's say once i buy the corvette all my tunings from the last game show up you know like that like even that would be a good use of the fact that now we have just like cloud data for everything and these things are saved pretty much forever the the devil's advocate of that is that you're right that would be awesome the pro the devil's advocate side is that like well but that game was on the ps4 and this one's on the ps5 or whatever right and so the company is <laughs> um, not going to do the work to make that work whereas if everyone just developed everything for pc first then it would would work like that right because everything is a sequel there's just ten thousand versions of the same game import sure. all your call of duty mods every single I, time right all the way back from call of duty 2 or whatever if you're same gen, you were, like like the switch oh, you know you got these two zeldas on the switch seven years apart or whatever you might as well read the data the only thing they bring over is the horse name nintendo has like access to every single quest you did on that save i'm pretty confident i'm sure they could find more stuff you know give you a bonus arrow or bomb i'm trying to name generic zelda things i don't know what's in this game (laughs) shot yeah then there's i mean that's i think that the part of the devil's advocate who's the on the developer side that's them having to program for a game that they may or may not have worked on like they have to go back and find a way to bring that data in and they're like well that was team a this is team b we have to go in and add that that kind of thing so like i get it to a certain degree Fair. like with spider-man like with spider-man 2 that we're gonna get soon like will i good. carry over all my suits and that I unlocked and like I did a I thousand percent. The answer to that is no. And you, yeah, of course not. Can. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> know they want to, they want to sell you those suits this time. Right. Right. Like, but since we did the Spider-Man special edition master remastered edition, it's on the five or the PS five is the current. Yeah. PS five is the current gen. Like it's on there. So just copied over my, my remastered save, but they're not going to because yeah. Sony's, the, you're oh. totally right that they're, they won't, yeah. but like, it is true that they could, right. It's there. They know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's enough spoiler discussion of games that we haven't played. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we did come here to talk about a few things that we did this weekend and catch up and Ken's here. So we're going to pick his brain about, uh, card games. And then we're going to, I think what's going to happen is we're going to talk about Disney plus for 30 minutes. Unfortunately, (laughs) fortunately, unfortunately, let's figure it out. First of all, JJ. Yeah. If I want to make Hello. juice. Okay. Like gin and juice? So, yeah, yes. That could be the juice. Okay. Uh, have you ever wanted to have, like, some kind of a drink and it calls for fruit juice and you're like, this is going <laughs> to suck. <laughs> I, I have to, like, juice three limes to make this daiquiri or whatever. Or I, I want to have lime juice or I want to have orange juice. But I have a solution. Using these things is a pain. I have a solution, and you tell me why 
it's not a good one. Okay. So a couple years ago, our friends with a lemon tree showed up at our door. And they were like, um, so this thing happened this year where the lemon tree made twice as much fruit. It literally fruited twice. Don't know what we're going to do. Here's an apple crate full of lemons. We mm-hmm. don't care what you do with them. Throw them in the trash. It doesn't matter. So we juiced all of them, bought ice cube trays, and froze yep. all the juice into ice cubes. Mm-hmm. So yep. you, you can do that. It loses a little something uh, after freezing and unfreezing. The, uh, you know, freezing it, you'll lose like some of the water content. Uh, but you preserve the important stuff. That's that's valid. But now you have seven apple or seven an apple crates worth of frozen lemon juice in your <laughs> freezer. When that could be used for like, you know, things that you probably actually want in your freezer. I have no desires for my freezer. But yes, I get your point. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh Go with God then. If your freezer is empty, uh, <laughs> fill it fill it with lime cubes and lemon cubes and orange cubes to your and heart's love. desire. And love, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I have do do have things in our freezer, you know, that uh, take up space, and I will not be replacing them with with cubes of citrus juice. Uh, but I was cruising around on the internet, and I don't know how I stumbled into this, but it's a it's a recipe the invented by some bartender called Super Juice, and you can see where the idea comes from, right? Like, if you're a bar and you're making cocktails for people all the time, like, fresh juice is like a must ingredient, right? You have to include fresh juice in tons of different drinks. Yeah. And how many of those bars, you know, maybe this is less in Ken's wheelhouse, but, like, most of those drinks are, like, juice or peel, but probably not both. And so you're probably wasting some amount, right? You have to do a lot more juicing of these uh fruits before you can you know like yeah you use like you know five peels or whatever like five fruits worth of peel but like you need to juice 50 in order to make enough cocktails right so there's waste there and so this bartender was like this is like extremely wasteful we're like juicing all these things and throwing them out like i can't do anything with these peels like i have all this like pulp like what are we doing here and they came up with this method that you peel the peel of the fruit, mix it with some uh, acids that occur naturally in the fruit, and you can produce a juice out of that that tastes exactly like the juice that comes from it if you juice it naturally, but also makes like multiplicative times the amount of liquid. So you're so making like, vanilla. Juice- you're making vanilla. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar. Right. I made thirty, almost thirty-two ounces of lemon juice by peeling two lemons and mixing them with this, with these acids. That's a lot, man. <laughs> I, you know, we had two lemons. I was like, oh, let me try it with this. Like, we'll see how this goes. Uh, I peeled these two lemons. I, I ordered these, uh, like powdered acids on Amazon. Um, you take the peels, you, you, there's all, there's like a whole formula to it. So you have to weigh them and make sure that you have a scale so that you can like get the weight of the peels and then add weight of the water and weight of the acids. Uh, and then you just sort of like mix them all together and take time then add the water in after like two hours and then blend and you're done. And it tastes like orange juice or like lemon juice, like instantly, right? It's like instantly recognizable. But the other cool thing is that it's more shelf-stable than citrus juice. I don't know if you've ever, like, juiced a lemon or a lime and, like, let it sit for two or three days. No good. It definitely it's because the concentration is, 
citric and malic acid, right? Right, exactly. And this is uh, the those are the two acids that I bought, right? It's like a it's citric and malic, and in different ratios for different fruits, apparently. So like lemon is all citric acid, whereas lime is like two to one citric to malic or something. Anyway, the bartender listed all these ratios and has like a little calculator on his website. Um, it works for grapefruits. It works for, I guess, kumquats, but I've never, I don't know why you would do that. Um, what? I mean, Wait, I'm what? sure someone wants them. Well, I don't want well, yeah, because you, you have to, well, you have to think any- how, much, how small a kumquat is too. So like how much juice you're going to get from a kumquat versus right. this method of, of manufacturing the juice. Yeah. Huh. And so it's, it's a, they, you know, the, the bartender's like, they'll last for months. And then other people are like, yeah, okay, let's like slow down there. I don't know about <laughs> months, but multiple weeks. Yes, definitely. Right. And, you know, for how much lime juice are you going to use in a day versus how much do lime, you know, five limes is a dollar or whatever. I don't know how much they cost these days, but $7. Yeah, <laughs> but you can take the peels of those five limes and make lime juice that will last you for a month, <laughs> and you're solid. Um, pretty cool. So I have tried it with both lime and lemon juice, um, and it has worked pretty cool. Uh, also, the juices are like very distinctly colored. Like the lemon one is is pretty yellow, the lime one is pretty green. Surprisingly, well, you're getting zest at that point, right? You're pulling it from the from the peel. It should be more colored. Yeah, so so you leach the the stuff out of the the flavors out of the peels, and then you blend them up. But you do strain. You do want to strain the like peel stuff out at the end. Uh, but yeah, you're definitely getting color from there. Are you doing like a cheesecloth to strain it, or what are you doing to strain it? Like just a, a standard a cheese, strainer. A cheesecloth would be best. Um, I don't have a cheesecloth, but we do have like a strainer that we use for like rice, um, and that's that works well. Is that let me like a colander or like a, a full like a small? Uh, it needs to be. It needs to be very thin. Like okay, very so more fine. Of a, okay, yeah. so more of a straight like a full cheese, cheese cloth like would a, be would be better, but yeah. not like a coffee filter. Uh, you probably could do that. It's just going to take forever to seep through, right? You probably wouldn't. Uh, I don't know if it would ruin the taste or anything. Like if there would be stuff that would get lost seeping through the coffee filter. It, no, it, it has actual holes, filter, right? Like holes you could detect. Like that's why the people get like unbleached like thin like so i did the same thing a little while back or not the same thing but i had something similar with uh bacon fat because i was just like i you know you get all that fat out of bacon oh yeah totally used to cook and so i bought cheesecloth because it's just for that reason to strain it through that because the coffee filter i bought i bought like unbleached coffee filters from trader joe's just because they're they're cheap and easily available yeah. and they took forever to strain through that and i'm like okay it doesn't need to be that much and the cheesecloth worked work better oh Okay. Yeah, they recommend cheesecloth. Cheesecloth. We just didn't have one. So, what flavor is a Mountain Dew? It's citrus in in quotations. <laughs> so it's that's that's what it says in the can. So it's kind of like a, I guess, lemon lime, maybe something else. Who knows? I don't know give, what what the, what they qualify. Give it to me in a ratio of citric to malic. Um, Sugar. probably forty-four grams of citric and maybe eight grams of malic. I'm just wondering, can we make Ken a healthier Mountain Dew with this method, where he could have shelf-stable juices that he could just mix into his like soda stream and make a Mountain Dew? I was gonna say they need to be carbonated. That's part of the thing too. Is the carbonation is part of the enjoyment? Like I used to love All Sport. All Sport was the best um, energy drink ever because it was slightly carbonated. And I'm like, I loved All Sport. And it's just, it's gone. It's no longer with us. What was that it, one with the head? The, uh, 
Oh, no, that's still around. Squirt? Squirt is super sour. Squirt yeah. is, uh, mm-hmm. isn't Squirt the grapefruit one? Grapefruit? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, grapefruit. Yeah. Man, all sport? Did you really throw out, like, a 90s Pepsi? <laughs> yes, I did. When you, when you throw it, it's, it's, I mean, it's like, to the crowd, yes. The crowd will love all sport. If they love Surge, and they Crystal love Pepsi, Jolt. though? Crystal oh. Pepsi? No, 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 no just Surge no, no, no. and Jolt. All sport was like a, all sport was like a carbonated Powerade, as far as I remember. Yeah, absolutely. It was fantastic. It was not. <laughs> it's not I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, hey, I'm, just Andrew, agree just to disagree. Immediately coming in there. No, no, it was not. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no, I no can understand. Look, I can understand someone liking it, just like you like Mountain Dew, and I do not. Right, but like, I understand why you like it. <laughs> I can understand someone saying like a Powerade, but carbonated, and then liking it. But I yeah, wouldn't use the what, term great. <laughs> if so, like, you, if you could have Gatorade, but just slightly carbonated. Again, That's, while it, I'm drinking Gatorade, I really don't need bubbles in my stomach while I'm running. But it's not like it's not like fully carbonated. It was like it was, nah, it said it was like it was know, like a vaguely effervescent. Uh, did you guys have a, yeah, like it, a cal perfect. like a calpico? Yes, yeah. I've had yeah. calpico. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like that level of quote unquote carbonated, where it's like self yeah, like, self effervescent yeah. from the mm-hmm. the chemicals interacting inside the bottle or whatever. There you go. Alpico just makes me think of CC Lemon. I like CC Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look up CC Lemon. <laughs> well, oh, okay. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Jeez, <laughs> uh, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a great transition out of lemon juice. Well, so all, and all, all sport wasn't sport. on your list. <laughs> all sport really wasn't on my list today. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh boy, but since we have JJ and ken on the podcast we have an opportunity here jj you're the card game guy here now that i have quit hearthstone and don't play marvel or uh don't play uh i man i let the cat out of the bag there don't play magic that much uh yeah we want to talk about the bands there were bands today i know we're really excited about that oh yeah yeah. there actually Uh, were yeah in in standard or in what yeah in standard Ken doesn't play Magic. Do you play Magic, Ken? I don't. I'm aware of it. I just never got into it. It's one of those things where it's like, I purposely stayed out of it because I didn't want... I can't add that to all of this that's around me. I'm gesturing for everyone on the pod, but those at home, I'm surrounded by geek stuff, and I have to limit it in some places. Otherwise, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I definitely don't recommend anyone get into physical Magic the Gathering at this point due to like gestures at piles of money that you would be lighting on fire. Um. What, but the digital game is, what is, money? Is, where are your piles of money? Can I have some? <laughs> How much money did we spend on magic in our youth, Andrew? Uh, I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I have a quick well, interjection with the questions sure. uh, for digital. Can you get all the special card? Like, can I get the Optimus Prime card yes. as a digital magic card? Uh, not all of them. Uh, well, wow. so actually the answer is it depends if you want to play Magic the Gathering online, maybe, but that game is not free. Magic the Gathering Arena is free, but it doesn't have everything, everything. But it does have Optimus Prime. It's just not every version of Optimus Prime. I don't think it has Optimus Prime. No, uh, it had right the Transformers ones, didn't it? No. Because they had the crossover with the Lord of the Rings and everything else. There's no... Uh, I have... I'm 
confident in saying the Transformers cards are not available. The Transformers cards were a Comic Con thing, right, Ken? I think. Uh, there, there's so many different Comic Con ones. I don't remember if they were Comic Con or on uh, just an online thing. Yeah. Or maybe oh well, I guess with the last yeah. few years, Comic Con has been online too. So those now, cards, those cards exist. Mm-hmm. I know in paper, but I do not believe you can get them on Arena. The weird thing about them possible. being in paper, even then, is that they're for your shelf, right? They're not legal. Well, yeah, uh, that's that's they're legal in Commander, which is the only thing anyone plays anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's the, anyway. We're not actually here yeah. to talk about magic. <laughs> it's the granddaddy of all card games, though. You have to know about it, right? Like, if you wanna, if you wanna play Marvel Snap, let's say, uh, or a Star Wars Decipher's card game, you have mm-hmm. to go back to. No, we're not gonna talk about Star Wars Decipher. Fine. Yeah, we I'm... can go. You want to talk about playing <laughs> at locations and having force? Na- Man, the Decipher Star Wars card game should it's, is it, it still that, has a fan community that's creating new it cards does, it does and it's also that card game is the basis for a lot of the now kind of defunct living card game strategies like um uh the uh, uh game of thrones living card game or the ah, jesus i mean lord of the rings living card game or there was there were a hundred of them i mean i think even uh war machine jj had a living card game at one point and all of them uh i believe it yeah all of them traced roots back to the decipher star wars with the here's the locations you're playing playing on and uh yeah i don't know yeah anyway you're both here uh marvel snap is something that i know jj tried i never did and can you play? Yeah, I actively play. A friend of mine, actually a couple of my friends of mine, and now I found out a third, were in the beta. Um, one of them stopped playing because they got they got too addicted. They're like, no, I'm like, I was supposed to be in a meeting five minutes ago. I'm still playing this game, so I need to like take it off my phone. Another one continued to be active on it. Uh, and then I guess JJ was kind of in the same boat as the first guy, where he's like, played for a while and then kind of dropped out before it went live. Uh, I think my, I think the characterization on why I quit. And we talked about it a bit on the podcast at the time was they sort of changed or they laid out a plan for how they were going to do new card acquisition mm. that felt really bad to me. Mm. Um, and then I, I, I don't know what happened beyond that. It sounded like they didn't ever implement that plan, but I don't think they have changed it. Like you, you still can't like buy card packs or buy cards directly really. Right uh for not yeah not directly like essentially everything is to get to gain new cards it's mostly just through progression within the system and then there's now tokens that allow you to like unlock a card early and those can those are not the tokens are usually weren't through that same progression but like on tuesdays it's token tuesday so you can buy a small amount of tokens for like five bucks or whatever or you can buy it for gold, but the gold is worth X and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, you can, you can put towards money to getting a select card. Also, they've added new ways to acquire. Like, like essentially, they have it broken down in series. Like, when you start playing, you get Series 1's cards. As you progress, you get Series 2, Series 3. Oh, like and now Marvel, Marvel collectible card series is... is uh, probably, there's a lot. 
I mean, like eventually you can get them all as, as long as you progress far enough. But it's a matter of like they're randomized too. So it's like you'll get them. It's like I had a Wolverine yeah. really early on, and a friend of mine's like, "Oh, I don't even have him yet. I have this character." I'm like, "Oh, I were," and he was like, "I had cards that he didn't have, but I was behind him." And so it was that kind was of, that randomization was the thing that was there when I was playing, and that was the part that annoyed me because it was like I have these cool ideas. I see people talking about this deck. I can't build it. The only yeah. option I have is to just play a ton more and hope I get the random cards I need because strategies revolve around specific cards because the decks aren't that big, right? And no. if you don't have like specific card A or B that basically make the whole strategy work. Like you just have to do something else. And knowing yeah. that we play a gotcha game, JJ, uh, I'm going to compare it real quick and uh, not to derail us, but to real oh, quick. It's, it's a it's, it's a fair comparison. Yeah. yeah. I was, well, I is was it make that in comparison? Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Well, so yeah. Michael, you know, you would know like the recent strategies you've had to come up with in Champions of the Continent, you can't do. Is it more or less frustrating to you than what JJ is talking about with like playing a multiplayer game where he can't make the strategies? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me, that has always been, you know, the the couple of gacha games that I've played, to me, that has always been part of the challenge and part of the fun is not being able to to replicate exactly some of the strategies that are, are most common or that people come up with that almost match what I have and then having to adapt. Right. Okay. Having to say, okay, I don't have X, but what can I do with Y that does these things instead? To, to borrow a magic parlance, uh, are you guys aware of the, like the spike Timmy and, and what's the third one? Johnny. Yeah. That, that, that sort of triangle of, of gamers. I'm shaking my head. No. Okay. Uh, so this is uh, this is like a theory or something like competitive theory. Like uh, basically, it's like there are three types of people that play. This was specifically related to Magic: The Gathering, but I think it applies to kind of any card game. Spikes are the people who are like competitive players. They want to win. The thing they care about is winning the most. They don't care about anything else. Right. Timmy. Timmy players are guys who are or players that like really doing really cool things. They want to play the like 2020 dinosaur. They want to play a giant monster that gets 500 counters every time you play it and it attacks someone and they lose a billion life. That's what they want to play, right? And then they don't care if they win, other, they just want to play the trick. They they want to do cool things, right? They want to play and see something awesome happen every time, right? Okay. And then there's the third one, which I think is Johnny, but they've changed the name of that because that's kind of sexist. But anyway, there's no, this, a, uh, just for point of reference. It's Timmy. It's uh, it is Spike, Timmy, and Johnny. Uh, but there's also Spike, Tammy, and Jenny. Jenny, uh, thank so you. They, yes, they have. Yeah. Okay. So the the Jenny Johnny uh, person is a person that is uh, like, it, did I? Am I forgetting the third person? It, it's like they want to do like a cool thing like a specific series of plays. They want to ha like see combos. They want to do stuff like that, right? Not necessarily like play huge creatures. But again, all this sort of came from magic. Uh, um, but like that, that sort of like triangle of people, right? Sort of tells you the type of players that they have. And I'm clearly pushing more towards the like spike end of this. So I like playing the meta decks. I like winning the game. I like trying to rank up and that stuff. And it makes it really tough and snap, right? getting back on topic here <laughs> because you can't you can't get those it, like if you want to if like some deck is just like crazy overpowered and you know you could win a bunch with it 
no <laughs> right like you just can't but i know a lot of yeah. hearthstone pros that went to snap and i have questions for ken but to stick with the timmy tammy and jenny thing for just a I, second i also note there are two additional types that they've put this is on mtg wiki there's also yep. mel which is more a mechanic player and vorlos Vorthos which is more fl- is, is a like flavor player yeah the person who plays for like flavor like oh i uh, want to play like, like yeah exactly yeah. or like I-, I love the lore of this character i want to like build a deck around their battles or something right yeah that's a thousand percent cream by the way from uh tangential giants and Friend oh kareem kareem's a, a yeah. lore player yeah he's like so, oh i'm gonna play all mutants they don't so like and that's one th- yeah battle tech together play but... only one clan or something like that yeah yeah just so uh in all like the point is all the ways are valid right but yeah. like i know where i myself fall on the spectrum between these like a, is it a pentagon now whatever it, whatever the side is like i know what way my arrow is pointing here and snap makes it really hard for me to play that way without either investing a ton of money which i don't accept doing yeah. or playing like a extreme amount of time which i also don't have right but a lot of hearthstone pros have left for snap so there's clearly a spike community for for snap is there oh yeah oh there is for anything right well sure but in ken in your experience is there a community for the rest of these types of players where okay well since i can't be a spike player because i haven't gotten the cards for it can i enjoy playing the game as a uh, lore player or they just lose no like you can still play you probably don't get to like it's ranked like there's you know one to a hundred and then if once you hit a hundred it's called considered infinite because you can just keep going but there's no kind of additional prizes um but no like a, a bunch of my friends in like my discord and stuff are just kind of like oh i'm just playing for the fun of it. like oh i want to play i want to see if i can get the tech to work out so i can play it's weird but i can play armin zola and uh red skull along with black panther and shuri and they work well together and it's like it's weird when you think about it like wait why are why are the nazis pairing up with wakandans but in the deck it can be beneficial and it's not even necessarily like game breaking like right now in in my personal opinion like if you play galactus you're gonna win because you just have the way he plays out and the cards that he pairs with lets you kind of dominate no matter what and that lets you climb the ladder um, but there are people who are still Seems just playing a little bit cards. unfair that Galactus can be a card. <laughs> I, it's yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, he can be, he can be nerfed, but, um, or he can be, uh, blocked, I guess a better way to put it, but it, you have to be, have the card ready to do that or have your deck be ready to play against that. So, and you can have multiple decks. Like you can just like, you know, a real card game. You'd be like, Oh, this is my destroy deck. This is my discard deck. And just hope that you're playing the right deck when you come up against a Galactus deck. I feel like, uh, and maybe this is my imp- impression of a game I haven't played for quite a long time at this point. But I, I want to be, I want to think about this while I'm saying, while I'm thinking of it. Mm-hmm. Snap to me felt like it didn't have a lot of back and forth compared to something like Magic. Uh, Hearthstone, though, also is this way kind of. It's very difficult to counterplay. You can't like do something to disrupt your opponent. You typically can't interact with their board often. Maybe sometimes you can, but not every card is going to have those kinds of interactions. So, which gives you a lot less control over the situation, right? And then you sort of end up with like strategies that are very linear, right? You build a deck that does exactly this thing, and it does exactly this thing every single time. And if you don't accomplish your thing, that they have accomplished their thing and destroy you. Is that that, that the more accurate? No- 
that may have been accurate at a time, um, but that's since changed, uh, at least oh, since launch. Good. Okay. Um, there's a lot more control decks out there, like Arrow repositions cards on their board, as well as like debris. There's a, there's more there's a lot more control decks out there that mess with your side and kind of give you um, give you control of the board. So there are there are those types of decks. Okay. I hate them because they like I'm like I'm play, <laughs> like I I because I don't play I play with like I'm gonna try and do my thing on my board and to their I mean yeah. they are try, they're actively working against me. Yeah. Um, the, the contr- but look, everyone in Magic hates blue for a similar reason. Okay. <laughs> Except for the blue players, right? But exactly, yeah. But it's the <clears throat> idea of like, you know, the, the control versus the combos versus the like, uh, you know, linear strategies of like play big thing, hit hit guy in face. Like mm-hmm. those kinds of like having balance between that is good. And I definitely did not feel there were options for control um or really even, yeah, there were like some combos, but I didn't feel there were options for control when I was playing Snap. But that's cool to hear that they've developed that because that was definitely something that felt, it was like, I'm going to do my one thing and I better hope that, <laughs> you better hope I don't do it first and then yeah. you just lose, right? Yeah, and high, it's and they are releasing new cards like every month they're developing new cards and putting out new characters and and doing updates and they and they are also tweaking cards like okay you know we saw that Luke Cage is a 2-2 wasn't the best so we gave him a 2-3 to kind of balance him out they they're doing things like that and they're also nerfing cards that are just like oh this is played way too much and we see that it's 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 becoming just everyone's playing that card just to win that you get those spikes and so they're like no we need to keep things in perspective to help balance the game and so they're they're doing a good job about that as well so they have updated the the types of cards you're getting and like we just got Howard the Duck that allows you to he's a I think he's a one two and he looks lets you look at the next the top card of your deck so you know what's coming up next. Damn, that's powerful. Yeah, I just and, assume that that's really good. That's good in Magic, so like it, it has to be good here. This where should be good in smaller. every card game in theory. Well, especially when you play him with Iron Lad, and because Iron Lad, for spoilers for those out there, Iron Lad is a bit of a time traveler. Um, what he gets. He gets to copy the next the the when you play him you you copy the card at the top of your deck so essentially you get your like if you if Doctor Doom is next Doctor you're gonna get two Doombots in in both slots and then you're gonna get Doctor Doom after that in the next round so it's like it's he's those type of things are really I appreciate that I appreciate and also the, like the fun the on the type I'm back to the Vorthos and like Kareem playing the meta or playing mutants only they don't they aren't designed to work together like they're all just like oh we all do our own random which is fine but then like guardians is all like oh it's very reactionary to like if you do this i do this and it's weird how certain cards will have synergy and then other ones are just kind of like yeah. pardon me for my cursing so that they're not um, designing all the characters around each other only when they feel like designing a deck around each other or have they done it is what you're saying for the most part, I think Guardians is the only one that I've seen has been a, a concise team. Whereas even the Fantastic Four, while each card does have something kind of to their character, like Spider-Man, I don't play Spider-Man because I he just he's a control card. Where if I play him in this lane, you can't play any card next round. Yeah. So he webs up the the lane, which is that's good. That's control, and that's that's what Spider-Man can do. But I don't play control, so it's not playable for me. But I love Spider-Man, so I'm like, eh, I just. It's it's one of things like okay I'm not gonna play it but now in next month we're gonna have because of the Spider Man movie uh, into the spi- across the Spider Verse we're gonna have a Spider Man season and so they're gonna release Ghost Spider Spider Man 2099 and we're gonna b- get a bunch of move cards so that the majority of the Spider cards are all move 
associated. Like Miles' move associated, Gwen is uh, twenty ninety nine. Spider Ham turns the other player into a pit. The other player's card into a pig. Like, <laughs> it, and it, it, it thematic. It's but it's yeah, it's thematic and it's it's like wacky and zany. But it could be could be good. It could be bad because depending on the cards text maybe it limited them before maybe it 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 benefited them before but it's it changes their highest card in their hand to a pig with the same stats but no abilities so it's just like it could be like a a infinite powered pig now but you can play him anytime it's i i think it'll be fun but i also don't like it it's going to be one of those fun things to do like oh when i get the thing to go off it's going to be great but it's also not going to win you the game every time because you don't know what they're going to play like yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so that's cool. I'm glad though that I, yeah. it sounds like they've updated the game a bit and uh yeah. and at least made a space for themselves. I see it streamed mm-hmm. a lot, so it's it's still out there. Yeah, I definitely enjoy PC client. I think the PC client is uh not good, but it, they're you know they say they're it. working on it. Yeah. Is it uh, you mean like uh, the the Steam version? Steam is that version? what you mean by? Yeah, yeah. There's okay. a version that you can play on PC with like mouse mm-hmm. and keyboard and stuff. But the it's like you play it and you're just like, this is so obviously built for a touchscreen. Like, <laughs> you know, play it on yeah. your phone. People. What are you doing? Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, I, I will say that as a guy who had a you know a temporary of short-lived podcast for about trading cards, the idea that all the cards have, or I should say, the majority of the cards is original art from artists who are awesome. Like, I really enjoy that. Like, I love seeing like, Oh, this is a John boy Myers. That's a Dan hip. Like that's like seeing all this new art card art is really like, that's a fun part to me too. So those aspects definitely feed that, you know, scratch that itch in my brain. They're like, Ooh, I want more. Perfect. I mean, that's what they should do. So maybe they're headed the right spot. Um, some news we need to talk about because I think three of us here are going to have some strong opinions. Sorry, JJ. But you'll have some opinions, I think, when we get to the part of this that includes piracy. Don't even know what it is yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're going to have to teach us how to sail the oceans, is what I'm saying. What we're saying is this is a tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, Yeah. Ah, Uh Yeah, okay, got it. (laughs) Michael, run us down what happened with Disney+. Plus. Uh, Disney Plus it has decided to combine platforms between their Disney Plus stream and their Hulu stream. And in preparation for that, they, I guess, brought the Disney Vault out of the Disney Vault <laughs> uh, and decided that they were um, retiring several shows. Um, there's, a, there's a whole long list of them, uh, but a lot of it seems to be of several of the shows that they released during covid new stuff um, and, i mean like the mighty ducks was on there yeah yeah more recent stuff um as i understand it from having having read um an article about it a lot of this was about holding costs for so how much it costs them to maintain a show um on their streaming servers uh, and with the the basically it was from their side, it was trimming the fat. Right. So they saw a cost saving opportunity and decided to take it. With whatever streaming royalties and like you said, holding costs and all this other stuff they have to pay, they can try and pay less by getting rid of stuff. Right. Um, so one of those things I know was on 
was on the list of several of us here, um, and that was the first season of the Willow show based on the beloved 80s movie. Oh, I watched Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Is that is that bad? No, it's that was not bad. Fun. Let's talk about quack, it. Quack, quack. <laughs> I think we watched the first two or three episodes. You didn't get past the Emilio Estevez returning. That didn't get uh, barely got up to it because he he. It wasn't it like episode away three or four. Bit. Yeah, he yeah he adds. Uh, oh no, well no he he's he there shows for up right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, he and shows then he leaves, and, and then, then he leaves for an episode ish, and then comes back, and he's there for most of season one. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, that show it it's mm, you're not sad it's gone is what i'm hearing i'm not because i did well i didn't even finish finish season two i started it but i'm just like i can't i can't give another season to these guys they they're not they're not wowing me like i don't know well i'm not saying that we look time is limited and you got better things to do with your life it's okay sure, you right. don't have to apologize Dang right. basically yeah. yeah you can follow another green animal like a turtle and watch that show or play their game or you know what i mean are we going to talk about the Ninja or, movie? Or we can do that. I mean, the, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time today. We don't have time. We got to focus. <laughs> oh, man. Well, all of us started texting when this news came out. And Ken, of course, was like, so nobody else watched Willow? And uh, Michael and I said, well, it was on my list. But, 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 uh, you know, kids and all the 90,000 other things. I think what these companies have found is that they have fallen victim to their own success in a way, or their own desire for excess success, maybe in the amount of production that they went through and the amount of shows they released. I mean, look at just star Wars. We talked about last year, how it was hard to keep up with just star Wars shows. Right. And uh, hard for some Hard for some, (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for bad, bad season three folks. Let's do this. I'm ready for it too. Holy cow! The ending of season two. Holy cow, Michael! I <laughs> sorry. You've to watched you really some nice. of the Clone Wars, man. Just just keep <laughs> I, catching up because Bad know, Batch is just Clone Wars. Bad Batch is just Clone story. Wars, man. Yeah, uh, that's true, but better. Um, but different. But it's different. Yeah, I guess it's not better. I don't know. The more, the further away I get from this is where this is carbon scoring territory. The further away I get from the Clone Wars, the more I hate those people. The characters, not not the production. I think that Clone Wars was because it was more of an anthology. You had more opportunities for like, oh, I, I don't like the vanilla here, but I love the pistachio, and I and I I really love sure. the chocolate over here. Like sure, yeah. where like Bad Batch is like, oh, you just want Rocky Road. Here's all the fucking Rocky Road you can take. Sorry for the language again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he the thing is Rocky Road. Ken likes yeah. Rocky Road is the yeah. end of that story. Uh, the thing that I'm hearing is that we need to talk about Willow, though, because Willow was on all of our lists and it was on the list of things that was getting cut. Um, so, Michael, what'd you do? Because I know I did it, too. Uh, so, yeah, Willow very quickly got shuffled to the top of our priority list of things to watch. Uh, and we spent uh, I think we did it in four or five days, uh, but we watched all eight of the episodes in season one. Eight hours. Not even something more. Did than you watch the movie before you, you did it? Uh, no, we did not rewatch the movie. I rewatched the movie, too. Do you think that helped with the experience of watching the season or did they fill in enough pieces with the, the clips that they dropped in to uh, give you the context you needed? I appreciated the uh, references that I caught that were directly related to the movie. Like when, um, Allagash is revealed 
and he's in the cage like Mad Mardigan and says the exact same lines as Mad Mardigan, um, you're kind of like, oh, that's a cool callback. But it, it's mostly callback stuff. I don't think there's anything in the movie that's like necessary for knowing what happened in the show, especially like the extended universe stuff, like the books and stuff all got wiped out by, by the show. That's what I, I had actually heard that some of the stuff like Allagash had come from the RPG. I, that's something that I saw on a discord server somewhere. It's like, Oh, some of the stuff was in like some of the external willow. So the war actually, yeah. So the war thing that is previewed in the end of season one, we're going to spoil stuff because there's no point in talking about it. If you care, you're going to pirate the thing. And I don't care but if you're pirating things, you're not uh, you're not pr- protected from spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my underwriting has been out for like didn't months watch. This, but No, I haven't seen it. But it's oh. been out for like months. It's not like it's brand new, brand right? New. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, true. It's, it's been out Spoiler, since whatever. last year, November, I think. <laughs> Apparently no one's watching it. We're not going to harm anyone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it didn't even make it a year. That no, is... it didn't make it a year. Yeah, Oof. and it's really a little bit sad really because it's fun. interesting. It's an interesting show. I don't know if it's good or not, but the the war thing that <laughs> happens that they preview is actually from the extended. There's a trilogy, and there's a war that she is involved in. But all the stuff leading up to this, where you know she like lost her memory because she was well, she didn't lose her memory. She was like, you know, put Cinderella or whatever, or not Cinderella, uh, Sleeping Beauty. No, Beauty. who's the who's the one that goes into the woods? Oh, Snow White. Snow White. That, that's the one. How many other princesses can I name? <laughs> on on okay. a side note, I just saw the novels are written by George Lucas and Chris Claremont. Yeah. Like <laughs> X-Men Chris Claremont. Yes. Same, Holy crap. Same Chris Claremont. Yeah. They're My good brain books. Just, I, okay. I didn't even know they existed until this I re- moment. And I read them 15 years ago, I think. Maybe 20 good. at this point. <laughs> All right. Cool. I, I'm stupefied. Yeah, they're not uh, relevant mostly to this, as far as I recall. I didn't think of like, was that in the book when I was watching it? So, I just heard uh, that Allagash was in one of one of the previous mythos. Is the best okay. way to put it. Just someone said something. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Well, um, what a weird thing they made. Yeah, it's funny, and you might be able to comment more on this, Andy, but I, I kept having moments watching it, and it got it got better as the, the season went on and it found its stride a little bit, but I kept having the, the recurring thought of, wow, they're just being real heavy-handed here, aren't they? And then I had to stop myself and be like, but weren't a lot of the 80s movies like in the same vein all heavy-handed in the same way? There is a definite tone to the show that is very 80s referential. There's a lot of character description and acting that is referential. So the character they have that is um, Mardigan's son, you know, they were like, here, act like Val Kimmer from 1980. Like, do this exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like, having yeah. watched that back-to-back, I picked up on that basically immediately. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of storytelling in the 80s was much more direct, I guess. Um, I noticed things in those in that movie that they also did in the show, which is just like, and now we move on to the next step. 
we're not going to talk about how we got there. We're just going to do it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it it felt so disjointed. Like so much of it. Like, and I didn't like. And it's interesting because to hear the the feeling that it got better as time went on. I don't know if I just felt more like I was already like pot committed, but I felt like it got more disjointed later in the like when they start going through the shattered sea, which is very unclear. Like they're going on water, but it's also sand you can stand in, and they're like it's it feels so just like chopped together and edited so poorly at times. Like there's times where they give you exposition, times where they don't answer a dang thing, and you're just like, well, eh, we're going forward. It's funny about that I is know. I did notice editing problems in the show, which was okay. when Allagash shows up. If you well, you can't go back and watch it, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't see Christian Slater's face for about eighty percent of his lines until they leave that room. So something bad happened in the creation of that scene, or something changed in that character arc or storyline in that room. And a lot of his lines become delivered over other characters doing things like he jumps out of a cage and you don't even see it happen. Right? Like this, it's, it's not even like bad filmmaking. It's clearly edited around filmmaking. And that happens multiple times in the show. The shows uh, by John Kasdan who did solo the Star Wars story solo. I don't know mm-hmm. if people watch that other than me. I know. No, I, we all I've watched heard, it. I've heard of it. Uh, I generally liked it, but um, yeah, it's also but also a film that has its own its own film, issues too. Interesting. Yeah, enough. it's also a film that is a sort of like linear adventure, right? In a way, and this is kind of its own weird semi-linear adventure. Um, that makes references. I mean, they go back to the castle from the first movie or whatever. Um, but did it matter that they went to the castle? Not really. They just did. Uh, it was a side thing. And like, there's all those characters that are chasing them. Do they matter? Not really. But then again, there's references to like general kale. Remember JJ, the guy with wears the bone mask in the first movie. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, they developed a whole mythos around that guy. Like, and 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 they show his mask. And he barely matters. Like, there's his mask over there. Okay, just keep rolling. It, they they develop an entire society related to the fact that he was like he had like 14 kids or whatever, and they were like locked off into the wild. And there's a lot of mythos that gets developed out of clearly just the first movie and some side stuff, right? Like they took some side stuff from George Lucas's ideas, um, and they they go through these like iterative steps probably in the background that creates a new world for Willow. Like there's a gigantic force field just created around the kingdom in between the movie and now. And it's supposed to protect them from stuff. Stuff. Yeah. But it uh doesn't because the bad dude still got in and did stuff. So, but the only time we see it, it doesn't work. Um, yeah. And then they walk out of it. So, like, clearly there's backstory here, right? For what, why this was created and all that. And there's a world and these things. But, like, if you're going to use it, it needs to be used. (laughs) So, there's a lot of that happening. There's There's a backstory that's glossed over for 
now Willow's people live underground like the Fraggles. You know, like why? That seems like something we would we would know <laughs> or want to know about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was. They just kind of hand waved away tell as a part of a story, like. Uh, I mean, you're watching, you I know? mean, they don't hand wave it. Uh, they eventually talk about like, so why do they live underground? And it's like, well, because maybe Willow's not like the perfect sorcerer and he couldn't protect his people, I guess, or something. And they live yeah, outside they, like, the yeah, barrier at it and then just walk away from it. Well, and yeah. the thing that they say is like they, oh, well, they live outside the barrier. It's dangerous. It's like, well, he's best friends with the woman that created the barrier. So like, why didn't she put the barrier around Willow's house? That's kind of messed up. Uh, because like old timey racism and yeah. they're like, Oh no, peck, peck, peck. And mm, Oh yeah, my God. Cringe every time. <laughs> there's so many. So I just, I don't get it. it I did. JJ. Take. Yes. Take a man who has the aspirations of George Lucas. What is a man? <laughs> who has the aspirations of George Lucas. Who's watched every David Lynch episode. Oh, and once this is sounding worse and worse all the time. Oh, well, I, we didn't even get to the show part yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Has the, who's who's watched every David Lynch who has the aspirations of George Lucas, but is only allowed allowed to make a movie with uh, Marvel characters. Ooh. <laughs> I the, the I don't know that I'm interested in the interiority of star lord <laughs> you know i i don't know that his existential crisis is the thing i'm interested in reading while he's raiding a castle or something i don't know i feel I like james gunn james gunn decided to make a david lynch tv show but james gunn didn't but only hold on this is i know that james gunn is not involved in this but when i watched okay. it at the end of it at the end of it like what i had watched all of it i was like this feels like james gunn decided to make a david lynch tv show but only with characters from the wizard of oz which david lynch tv show is this though is this like original twin peaks yeah or is like this like like twin peaks just Returns? The, just the later twin peaks just yeah, twin just peaks the Returns. new stuff none of yeah. the good stuff from the first one yeah twin peaks the return yeah i Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So all the like weird existential stuff, but none of the like fun right. camp soap opera stuff. But so there's, oh, there's definitely fun camp soap opera for sure. Yeah, that's that's yeah. definitely there. <laughs> Two okay. scoops. So, so then it is just Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they end Fancy every. And bad? Is from they end every there? episode with a pop song, JJ. And inter and in the it middle of it of with like pop songs. Peaks. It's completely anachronistic and it drives me crazy. And the dialogue, like, I'm sorry. I, that's that's something that I forgot to gripe about. Is the dialogue is so like I watch Willow and I want that mythical high English BS language, not like uh-huh. oh dude that's totally gnarly. Like no no, no oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm you keep like going. The, I, I'm shaking my head. Yes, I was waiting no, to no, get no. to this point. Michael, this is Michael has some interject. You didn't like the uh, the fourth wall breaking pot shots at kids today. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> I I load so much of the dialogue and and like. Just it seems like they just couldn't be like it's it's as bad as like the like it's like Kevin Costner in Robin Hood just like oh I don't even want to bother to put on to put on an accent so I'm just not going to bother and they're all okay with it and this everyone Kenner doesn't have but, one 
and but then the that's music how, that's is. How, but that's how the show starts: is Kevin Costner oh. and Robin Hood. And by the end, we're all wearing denim biker jackets. <laughs> and the Daikinis have screen printed T-shirts and screen they printing. Have- and screen there's a brownie and a one jj do you remember do you remember the tiny little people from the first movie the tiny tiny people i haven't seen Dikinis, the aren't they? So no no daikini okay. are humans uh you're talking about brownies brownies okay yeah. the uh the brownies walk out walk out of their homes in flip-flops and screen printed t-shirts <laughs> and robes and in onesie joke on like trolls or something no it's not it's a joke on uh, no, it's a generational joke. It really is because it's about how certain people can't be bothered to participate anymore. And so he asks the brownies for help. And he's like, I'm willing to help you in so much as writing it down on a piece of paper. There's a lot of this that seems to be referential art about maybe what it's like to make a TV show or have people watch your TV show, which is even funnier when your TV show's getting canceled. <laughs> yeah it sounds like they had some thoughts and then didn't actually and like i said they had they maybe too many thoughts is the issue yeah uh, like i said it's it's a wacky show i think it honestly deserves study in in the like i don't think kasdan might actually be that good but what he made here is really weird like when did she put that denim jacket on i have no idea because she started the movie in full-on medieval regalia no she got the denim jacket from when rebecca welton from ted lasso shows up and there's just a couple of uh lumberjacks in the middle of the movie or the middle of the series Uh, australian wanders australian lumberjacks lumberjacks. she just wanders into another another film and they're like oh yeah this is totally fine and well this one of our own stories too and is there something the there? Where, are, is, Ken, are, we're not talking about the thing, but are you commenting on another recent Star Wars thing that Andy might not be caught up on? There is that probably what you're not. Commenting? No, I'm no. comment. I no, I, I was commenting okay. on just just the in some vaguely similar. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm not picking up what you're putting down, but I was just the just thinking about Willow. There, was just that there the, is literally a just, group of there are two women lumberjacks. It's almost as if. That scene hits, and they are dressed in full outback regalia, speaking Australian, and you think to yourself, this has to mean something. And then eight episodes later, it didn't didn't mean anything. It's very confusing. Yeah. She wandered into another set, and they're like, okay, let's just go and record this here and keep going. Yeah. I know we got a wrap for the day pretty soon here, but it's interesting it's it's y'all can keep going i just have to go no i know but but i want us to get your thoughts though before you leave about if people are going to offline things like this that yeah sure people didn't watch it but maybe we have a discussion at some point in the future about like, this is if this is the future of just like we're going to turn off shows you know what i mean like what do we what do we do well, i mean I- I mean, piracy has existed, and I don't think people need me to tell them how to pirate things like kids, you know, <laughs> like, but, you know, that's that's an option. Um, and I think for companies that continue to do stuff like this, like Disney has been doing for forever with their dumb vault idea, it's just going to make people that want that stuff go find it illegally rather than give you access to it. 
It's like, I, I'm sorry that your server costs are high. I can't imagine, I can't understand how serving, you know, like having a, an additional series on there is like murdering your server costs somehow, but I, I don't claim to understand the entertainment business. So. I think if anything, because of like what we're having with the WGA, it's a matter of maintaining it. If they don't have to show it anymore, they don't have to pay any back end. Um, I was about to say royalties, but that's not the term. It's residuals, right? Yeah. Cause that's the, that's kind of the fight right now with the WGA is like, they're trying to get residuals on digital streaming. And if they just say, okay, fine, we just won't even host uh, Willow anymore. Then we, we already cut off that discussion before we have to get, come back to it. So I think that would be part of the reason to pull stuff. I mean, that's that was part of the reason people were complaining about uh, stuff coming off of HBO Max. Like, I don't want to say not Infinity Train, but other good sh- other shows that were on there. Maybe it was Infinity Train, but other shows from creators who are like, like, you can't see my show otherwise now. And you just completely gutted it. And now they're like, go ahead and just get rid of it. Just just go ahead and just go ahead and pirate it. Just go ahead and pirate it because otherwise you can't see my product. But the the advertising for these products, and I I don't need I, we can't know the financials of it. And but what did they say, Michael? Eight shows off of Disney Plus, eight shows, right? Uh, like that it was at least eight. Yeah, I feel like on the longer list there were one or two that that weren't expected. But it was it was meaningless stuff except for one or two of them. It was not meaningless. It's meaningful to everyone that made it. That's the wrong term. I'm sorry, but like four of them were like documentaries that I didn't even know existed. Two of them were like a reality thing that didn't take off. And then there was the ducks show, which got panned and no one watched. And then there was this willow one that people just didn't have time to watch. I mean, frankly, I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's terrible, but I don't, I don't think, think it's terrible, but I don't think without two more seasons or whatever they were planning to write on it, that it makes a whole lot of sense. There's a possibility and I'm not going to write discount it. That in two more seasons, the first season makes a heck of a lot of sense. It doesn't right away, for sure. I don't think it was unenjoyable. But the idea that they sold people about this was like, come get Disney Plus. It's going to have all the Disney stuff. It's a digital archive. Sign up and subscribe. What does it cost now? I don't even know. 12 bucks a month? Less? More? Uh, depends on if you bundle it with Hulu and I was going to say and ESPN, but isn't that gone now? I don't, I don't ESPN, so I don't know. But I know that there's also bundle things. I, I genuinely don't remember. It's one of those things where it's like, I've kind of already committed to the cost, so I'm already here. Yeah, sure. So I don't even know. What it, yeah. It's all, but, and it's all going to be combined in the end anyway. That's that's what caused a lot of this. Okay, yeah. but I have, a, I have a PlayStation 5 here. It reads 4K Blu-rays. 4K Blu-rays average like 20 bucks. If you're telling me these things are getting offline... Uh, maybe I start reevaluating where I'm spending my money, right? Like that Willow show you can get off the internet on a Blu-ray, a legitimate one for, I think, $17. Um, and that's usually like international, right? Cause sure. like, I remember at one point my friend was getting got like daredevil punisher, Luke cage, got all of them on like steel books region yeah. free from mm-hmm. Europe EU? somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. EU and like oh well, that's kind of a cool way that you can just you can still because I like digital I'm, I'm obviously a guy who still has digital media and I there's di- clearly the debate because it's like having digital lots of things like humble bundles for comics like yes all this is magical to have behind me but it's also like I can just read it all on a tablet and it's so much easier it takes up no space I can't yeah. I can't argue with that and so it's it's tough 
Yeah, well, so but, you don't get the you, you don't get the documentaries. I, you don't get the features and commentary. I don't want a store at all. I'm I was fully on board with this idea of like I'm willing to pay you a server cost, basically, right? Like I'm paying you to host these things to me. It's up to you to make the server thing make money. The costs make money, but when the costs between the Blu-rays and the streaming costs aren't the same, right? If I can buy all the things I'm ever going to watch in a year on a physical thing I can keep forever, we're back to the point of, Michael, what's this podcast motto? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the, uh, we, were we were gamers. We were gamers when <laughs> things came on a cartridge and you got to keep it. Right, they didn't just get to yeah. turn it off on you. It's a I don't. That's maybe the more exciting thing. It's like I didn't watch Willow because I didn't have time to watch Willow. That's yeah. the long and short of it. Whether or not we liked it here, and I'm sure we could literally break down every episode and be like, "What the heck did this mean? Why did they do that?" Like there was some really good stuff in there, like Willow doubting himself. Even though he is a great sorcerer, like he is a good sorcerer, he's just tired, man. He's old and tired. Yeah, and Willow was one of the few characters that wasn't at least a percentage of Harrison Ford's, like Han Solo. Like so many characters were just like, uh, I'm like five percent Han Solo. I'm twenty percent Han Solo. He's the only one that had a little more of a, un- a specific character. It's just, sorry, very, I'm just yeah, going back to need- bashing on the show. I was very upset. Uh, I yeah, I mean you. There were good things, and there were a lot of things that were like, "What is this? What what are we watching?" You know, I would I would say this: if it didn't have the Willow name to it, I yeah. wouldn't have gotten past the first episode, or wouldn't have gotten like I would have been like, "No, I'm good." There's other stuff to watch, but sure. because it had the name, just like buying board games that are like, "Oh, this is the Battlestar Galactic one." Okay, yeah. oh, I'm on the board. Here's my money. Mm. I'm, yeah. I'm here. I think if it didn't have the Willow name, I also agree with you. Or if it didn't have the Willow character, if it didn't have you know the actor carryover if it didn't have a lot of the things that it did get because it had the willow name and it got the the check mark from kathleen kennedy or whatever got it going um it didn't have those things and it, and it did unlike even some of the star wars stuff it respected the lore enough it didn't change a whole bunch of things and be like this is how the world works and it's like okay well the previous baddie was the underling of it of the new baddie you know Magic kind of works the same way. Uh, it's very much the like Luke that we didn't get in <laughs> in in Star Wars of like, yeah, he's old and broken, but he's still Willow, and he's still gonna try, even when he says he's not gonna try. There's a lot of that in there that's good. There's a lot of it in there that makes very little sense. I'm going to I'm just going to make the decision because I may never be proven wrong that there is some carefully crafted storytelling going on. They had three seasons in mind and they left a lot of loose ends just to keep people interested uh, before tying them off in later seasons. I thought that, too. And I want to get your opinion, though. I thought I thought when that the women with the uh, denim showed up that I wasn't smart enough and that I didn't get didn't get what the show was trying to do or that like I couldn't know what they were trying to do and then the denim started to happen and I was like okay maybe there's like a costuming thing is like it's it's the denim from earlier that made no sense and now the characters 
they have an Iron Man suit and it it's got like negative space inside of it and there's stuff that's happening here that I don't get. So maybe they're smarter than me. And then the last song of the show is Dire Straits Money for Nothing. And this is where I decided that John Kazan is not smarter than me. Because <laughs> at the beginning of the show, the very first shot is two women sword fighting at the on top of a ridge. And I said, these two women are in love. Before they even zoomed in to the characters, I knew the story was going to be about them and their relationship. Not, n- not a judgment, nothing. Yep. Just knew that they were telegraphing the idea. Okay, let's yeah. get let's get back to money for nothing. <laughs> You're like, I've got I've got points that I need to talk about. <laughs> money for nothing is an edited song. Because there are five lines in the middle of it that are extremely homophobic. That's when I knew <laughs> all he was doing was putting songs he liked at the end of the show and not songs that made sense for the show. Yeah, needle drops. Yeah. They're just like it's like oh, I really this song was really word used for the but, temp track, and they're like I love but it. But that's Let's what David it. Lynch does. He does needle drops of things that he goes out and finds that make sense for the show. Right, but he does it well. This wasn't done well. This was like again, everything just feels. I mean, I said it before about the anachronistic take of on so much of it. It just but feels anachronistic. Everything's kind of fine if you have a reason. If you have a reason, it didn't feel like that for any of this. It felt it's just slapdash. Like everything was just kind of thrown together. Like it's too many cooks in the kitchen is what this entire series felt like for me. Like too many people having the, like getting like, oh, well, what if we did this? And what if what if when she's going through the floor, she ran into some lumberjacks? Why? Why? Well, okay, I, we're, but okay. it could have made sense if it was a vision from the crone. It, but it wasn't. It was nothing. It's just two people who who seem to have their own story and back and like their own history. Just, that just we like the just power kind of, force field. It was like, what's the yeah, backstory for the force field? Yeah, and we don't discuss it. We just kind of like, oh yeah, those are two people that died for me, and I ran off again. Yeah, I, it's it's slapdash is just it feels so kind of scattershot and just thrown together at times it's, it's funny about it though is like even the, some of the characters i really liked uh the take on Alora dannon i really liked the take on willow and the story that they ended up coming up with even if they had gone uh costuming and uh like aesthetic direction that maybe was less distracting and and they hadn't done the needle drops that made no sense and all that sort of stuff if they had like focused it in it was a great like general fantasy story right um and i think it would have been been much more critically I think there's, reviewed i think yeah i think there's potential there like the story itself is just is pretty like I, I mean, I guess I, we could have brought this up earlier. Did everybody here watch Dungeons and Dragons, the new movie? Not yet. I've Not heard, yet. though, that it was it's very on, uh, tongue-in-cheek referential and still fun. Yeah, it's on Paramount Plus if you have that. Oh, I do have Watch that. it for free. Yeah, watch it for free. Okay. Um, well, but I pay for Paramount it, Plus, so it's not free. I mean, well, it's already it's already in your subscription is my point. Like, you're, not, <laughs> you're not subbing for something new. You're not going to sure. you're not dropping new money for it. Yeah. Um. I guess I guess that would be an interesting comparison to discuss because it's it's so like it, they're they're like oh modern fantasy stories we're trying to tell and then we do have some modern flourishes on them so what does that all mean for the storytelling and given one's a movie one's a TV series but 
Yeah. I think I think that uh we just got given homework, Michael. It sounds like it. I think we did. I will do it. I will watch the Dungeons Dragon movie and we will reconvene about Willow and we'll talk more about piracy and probably not Marvel. Get a survivor. No no sense. No Marvel. Yeah, Marvel uh, Jedi Survivor's on the list for sure. But Ken, no, thank no, you for, for sure. joining us. I appreciate. Thanks it. for having me. Always a pleasure, man. Will always. A, what a show! It was fun. <laughs> what a show! What a show! It certainly was I, a show. Yeah. Well, did you have a favorite character, or did you, or you just hated the whole thing? I didn't hate the whole thing. I just was. I felt like there was so much wasted potential, and okay. that's where that's yeah. where my the grief the grievances that I have come from. Is it? I loved Willow and I thought, cool, let me get more Willow. And they're like, it's this. And we put the Willow name on it. I'm like, it's barely Willow. Like yeah. if, yeah, it's, and, and, and we're in a time of many of sequels and stuff that is just very tangentially connected. And I'm like, I, I go to into so many things that was just the, just the reskin of something like, okay, this is a new thing. And I'm like, okay. And it's just not, there wasn't enough there of the actual product itself. I had a great joy. I, I, I really did enjoy the the Borman character. It was like you did too. We need a Borman we need was... a Val Kilmer, but we need someone that's not him. We need somebody that's just completely different, but has the same energy. And uh, yeah, and the the character, the guy that got to to bring that character, even if the character wasn't your favorite, it was at least invested. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then that's anyway. and the I don't know, Michael. Definitely, I feel like I keep cutting you off. There's like, I feel like there's in my comment of like everyone feels like they're just at least X amount of percent Mad Morgan. Like Kit's a little bit Mad Morgan, and so is the the son who I can't remember his name. And everyone's kind of got this like, ah, uh, we're such we're just dashing rogues. Eric, he's he's named there Eric for he's named Eric for the warrior in the Willow movie, the blonde warrior that is leaves oh, Mad Morgan in the cage. Yeah. That's right. So yeah, it just it didn't it. I don't know. Yeah, it for was, Borman, it, for me, it, yeah. that that kind of worked though because he had been his squire, and like yeah. that's the example that he's trying to emulate. And and the idea that Borman's character thinks that he's meant for great things, right? He needs the he needs the magic armor suit so that he can live up to Mad Mardigan, and then decides, you know what? It's not for me. That that was good. Yeah. Oh, like there was stuff in there that was good, so it's too I bad. was bothered that it was never clear about what happened with between Mad Mardigan, Alagash, and Borman. Like, there, who did someone get betrayed? It's very unclear by the end of it to me. <laughs> I'd say I need to rewatch it, but I can't watch. Yeah. Stay tuned for season two. Yeah, yeah. book two of <laughs> Willow. Yep. Okay. Well, in the meantime, yeah. if you watched Willow and you had thoughts, Michael. Uh, you should write to us a podcast at weweregamers.com. Uh, let us know what you thought. Or you can reach out to us on uh, Facebook, on Instagram, We Were Gamers, on all those places. And uh, you should check out our YouTube channel. We'll put pictures of some of these characters up there in the YouTube video. I actually do do that, unlike the Instagram. Yeah, there we go. There you go. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, if uh, if life gives you lemons, uh, synthesize lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> make super juice <laughs> or no if life gives you just lemons then you make lemon juice cubes that's what you do with just lemons that's what i did you need to have them 
the malic acid and the citric acid as so you did you we didn't have that so if life i have no amazon in my juice it's just ice there you go see there you go (laughs) 